back, everybody, to another episode of All About the Star right here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. Your host right here, Dave Sturchio. And boy, oh boy, what a week it has been. I just got in. Uh, the, the show is releasing a day later than, uh, than normal because I just got back in last night around 1 a.m. on Tuesday night uh, into Wednesday. And I got back to the studio by 9 o'clock in the morning on uh wednesday so i didn't really take any time off in between the flight and i uh, barely slept um but listen what an absolute amazing trip i had out in dallas and um i love that place i i think it's it's probably my favorite place on the face of the earth to be honest with you you know when it comes to like overall just I, I know it's just another state, and it's not a, an island, or it's not like Aruba, or it's not like Italy, or anything like that. You know, like I'm not, I've not been to Italy, but I'm just saying, like I know it's not like a complete foreign destination. But when it comes to sports, and when it comes to just good old American grit, Dallas, Texas is the place to be, and I, that's where I stayed. Uh, I got there Saturday um, to meet up. With my uh, friend Brett Ernst, who is now um, he's a co-host of the Jersey Boys podcast, um, you know, nationally known comedian. He he plays cousin Louie in uh, Cobra Kai. Uh, we had a great time. He had two shows lined up at the Dallas Comedy Club, so I stayed for both of those actually, and I went um, enjoyed myself there. Had some drinks. He got me, you know, green room um, treatment where I just got decided to just get back there with the rest of the comedians on the show and just shoot the shit and have a great time. Uh, Sunday, Sunday was NFL Sunday. So what I decided to do is I found, well, can't go too far past Saturday because before I got to the comedy show, I went to this place called, uh, the Dallas, um, oh man, sports club. Yeah. Sports club. Right. And I got in there and it's exactly what it sounds like. It feels like a club, um, you know, and, uh, great place right there in Dallas. And I, I would have to say that, you know, I went there on Saturday to catch, you know, just a little of the college games. But since I was just barely there and I wanted to catch the Rutgers game, um, I walked into this bar and it had, you know, all of the TVs, all of the TVs. And there was about 100 of them, flat screens, big screens, projector screens, you name it. They had all of them. They were all on Texas A&M in Arkansas. And I'm like, well, you know, when I'm in Jersey and I go to a sports bar, all I have to do is say, like, hey, can you put such and such game on here? And if nobody else is claiming that TV, they're like, sure, man, here you go. I went up to the one guy, one bartender, and I'm like, hey, man, uh, do you think you could put the Rutgers-Michigan game on? And it's almost as if, like, you hear that screech of the of the CD stop or the record stop, like, and, like, everybody stops and they all look at me, and I'm like, oh, shit, what did I do? All I did was ask for a specific game, and uh, they looked at me like I had four heads. Uh, and to no avail, I did not get to watch Rutgers in Michigan on a big screen. However, I pulled it up on my phone. Uh, so I, I'm rooting for the Rutgers kids, obviously, because of the you know the NIL agreement we have here over at Chop Sports. It's got me very involved with college football this year. And it's not just Rutgers. We have Maryland. We have uh, you know Clemson. We have um, you know a couple of big schools. You know West Virginia. Uh, shit, there's just it's not coming off the top of my head. But Syracuse, you know what I mean. So we do have some pretty good representation uh, in shop sports. But in any event, the the Saturday was great. Drank a lot of beers. Um, not crazy on the prices or whatever. So it wasn't it wasn't too nuts. Um, and then Saturday it was the comedy show. Sunday night for Sunday football, uh, I went back to the same place. Now I was supposed to go to this place called Texas Live in Arlington, and I did not go there until Monday. But I went back to the sporting club on Sunday, 
enjoyed the one o'clock games um, plus the the um, plus the four o'clock games. We decided to go back to the club uh, where Brett performed, and they told us, "Hey, you know, if Brett, if you come back, we'll get free drinks and all this other crap." So that's what we decided to do. So we hung out there. I watched Aaron Rodgers do what Aaron Rodgers does. And the 49ers thought they had hope. You know, we as Cowboy fans, we've all been there before. We know exactly that feeling of leaving too much time for A.A. Ron, and he did his thing. My voice is still not recovered completely uh, from Monday night, and we'll get into that right now, as a matter of fact. Um, I know it's a couple days removed as you're listening to this. It's already Thursday, so week four is already upon us, and we're supposed to shift our focus over to Carolina. But I just want to give you a game day uh, feel of what it, what it was like um, in Dallas on uh, on Monday Night Football, and first of all, Monday Night Football is is just another beast. Primetime football in Dallas is just something else, man. It really is. The traffic getting in was a little crazy. The tailgates were nuts. We stopped at that Texas Live place. We, you know, I met up. We met up with one of Brett's friends who just so happens to work head secure. One of the head security guys of the Dallas Cowboys for the on-field events, which is obviously a Dallas Cowboys game. He was off that day. He got to hang out with us. Uh, introduced me to a, a couple people. Um, I was excited about that. You know, got to meet so many new people, man. And, and, and on top of that, between all the, you know, the the people that work there, I also got to meet guys like Jay Tuck and Nick's. And these are guys I had on this podcast and we never met. You know, we've never met before. And I think that's the coolest thing in the world when you can talk to somebody for a year plus online on Twitter and, and doing podcasts and do all that stuff. I think it's awesome that you can finally meet these people in person, you know, and, and they turn out to be just as cool as they are on, on, uh, on a podcast. So it was, uh, it was really neat to meet those guys. Um, and obviously, I mean, look, the game itself, you know, they're the only things I can say uh, uh, as negative um, as possible would be, the Mike McCarthy management, and I don't want to keep doing this. I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I don't want to keep doing this whole like, oh, you know, Mike McCarthy just needs to get better at clock management. Until when? You know, like, when are we going to see this clock management come to fruition? Because it's just not. And I'm not about to try to sit here and give you a bunch of negatives about Monday Night Football game in which we trounced the Philadelphia Eagles 41-21, in which I predicted 34-20. So I was like one touchdown off. And, um, but... I knew we needed a game like this. I, I, Contrary to what Brett and I and Keith Ernst have discussed on the Jersey Boys podcast, on the Blogging the Boys podcast network, um, contrary to what he said, he wanted a gritty win, right? I wanted the opposite. I just I was like, the good teams beat up the bad teams in this league, and I think that's what they did. The Dallas Cowboys turned out, he absolutely turned, they absolutely turned out to be a very, very good team. And I think, look, I don't want to get too excited. I don't want to get too excited at all because, look, a couple years ago, I believe we started 3-0, and I was booking my flight to Miami. You know what I mean? I was like, here we go. We're going to the Super Bowl. That defense was different. This defense is different, okay? Give it to Dan Quinn. Give it to the player personnel and the acquisitions of getting all of Dan Quinn-type guys. He wanted length. He wanted guys that can hawk the ball. He wanted guys that could play multiple positions. That's what we have now. And I mean, look, it's it's one thing for Micah Parsons to be billed as, uh, you know, and have have this high credibility and saying like, oh, he's going to be a good player. He's going to be a good player. Micah Parsons is already a great player in the NFL three weeks into a season. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy to me because you know, we draft him where we draft him. 
And it just so happens that like he he just absolutely ate up Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, anybody that came within two feet of Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons was laying the wood. You know, he was hitting people out there. And it's just so crazy that we made a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles. We traded back, right? And we get Micah Parsons because of an Eagles trade. And he just fell to us because the Giants decided to draft the receiver they're not going to use. You know? So we're not Giants. Uh, Giants decided also to trade back. But uh, they could have. They could have. They could have very well took in Micah Parsons there. And I think Micah Parsons is going to be a game changer for a long, long time. And I think the Cowboys have a good problem on their hands. Much like I talked about last week with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, like that's a good problem to have. And people just need to stop the debate. There's no debate. You don't have to have a debate about who gets the rock more or who's going to get more carries or who's more elusive. You have two guys. You have two guys, and you should be excited about it. Now you have a guy like Micah Parsons on the defensive side of the ball where now the new debate is uh, defensive end or, you know, outside of linebacker or what, you know. You don't need to know. You don't need to know. You put him in spots to succeed. And right now, with Demarcus Lawrence out, you know, this kid is succeeding right here, you know, and it's very, very exciting. Um, I think the rest of the defense, I mean, look, we talk about Micah Parsons all day long and what he can do and how fast he can move side to side and just overall dominating performance in the first three weeks. But we cannot, we cannot have a podcast here today without talking about Trayvon Diggs. This kid, was there was no shot in hell he was supposed to get to us in the in the NFL draft when we drafted CeeDee Lamb at 17 and we're figuring, all right, that's our splash, you know? And then all of a sudden, lo and behold, here's Trayvon Diggs, right? So we get Trayvon Diggs in the corner, and there was a couple moments last year where we were like, man, I don't know if this guy's going to pan out. We'll see. Well, here's the thing. He was thrown trial by fire. You know, like he was he was basically asked with all the injuries and all the crap going on within the team, he was asked to cover some of the best receivers in, in the world right away. And it took him a year. He got his feet wet. And now he's making plays every single week. He is so good. And when I say he's so good, he's going to turn into a you-can't-throw-it-to-his-side type corner. Mark my words. You know, they always used to talk about guys like Darrell Revis and and Dion and, and and these cover champ Bailey, like these cover corners that you couldn't even throw to their side because it was just that impossible. Now, lucky for the Cowboys, you know, they haven't had, you know, a dire situation where they got to cut, you know, I guess you could say the Tampa Bay game, they had to do it. And, and they did it a little bit in the, in the Charger game. But in this game, it was more in hand than anything else. But I tell you right now, there are a couple moments when I'm in Texas that I feel like it's the greatest moment I've ever experienced. And I, and I got to experience a lot of cool moments. I was there for Romo's five touchdown day against Tampa Bay on Thanksgiving, right? That place was rocking and Romo was brand new and nobody knew what we had yet. And, and he just lit up the bucks and I was there, right? I'm there with my mother at the time. And then I go back fast, you know, fast forward till 2015, I think it was. It was the season home opener. Me and my brother are out there. Uh, and we got to watch Tony Romo drive the team down the field, hit Witten on a touchdown pass, and won the game there. Place was absolutely crazy. Then fast forward to the trip that I, I considered my, my favorite trip of all time. I go out there with my dad and my brother, and we see the home opener, right? And they hit this this deep ball to Tavon Austin, similar to what you saw with CeeDee Lamb, like, so like a set-the-tone type thing. Um, and he hit Tavon Austin, and the place w- w- was shaking shaking so I will say I will say this 
after the, the blunder of, of the, the clock management stuff, you know, um, with not trying to score any more points and I'm going nuts and then Greg Zerline's missing freaking extra points again. So now they're only up 20 to seven, right? They go into halftime complacent. I almost feel like Trayvon Diggs took that personally, man. Like, cause he, he went out there in the first drive, takes a pick six to the house. And I might've crushed every rib in Brett Ernst's body by grabbing him and squeezing him as hard as I could. It was one of those moments where it was like, oh man, this game is ours for the taking and we're going to just keep it going. And that's what the Cowboys did. Dak Prescott's out there. It's just, it's a man amongst boys. Uh, the, the secondary, maybe the, maybe the Eagles secondary is, is shit. Maybe, you know, they're, they're not awful, awful, but like Dak Prescott's looking off guys and he's just, he's toying with these guys. He really is. And this is without Michael Gallup. This was without Michael Gallup, and it's incredible that Cedric Wilson has come in there, filled the gap, and done done his thing. Like, it, it, this team is so deep where they need to be. You know, you, you have these big three receivers. One goes down, one fills the void. You know, you have a defensive end in Demarcus Lawrence who does so much more on the stat sheet than just your your, your basic sacks. He goes down, we replace him with a Micah Parsons, and, and, and he's a game wrecker. So... Again, I might be getting ahead of myself. I, I might be getting way too excited over three weeks of football, considering the fact now that the Dallas Cowboys have 14 games left because of a 17-game season. It's going to be a long one, right? And it's hard. It's very hard as Cowboys fans not to get excited about the little things. It really is. Because this Dallas Cowboy team uh, you know, has broken our heart time and time and time again. It hasn't done anything for us since 1995, you know what I mean? So it's been a very, very long time. Um, but we got the job done, and we kicked the crap out of the Philadelphia Eagles, and it felt good. felt great. You know, and then the next day I went back to Jerry World, toured the stadium, and then spent an, uh, way too much money in the pro shop. Because <laughs> if they would have lost the game, it, that affects the pro shop sales, I feel. You know, like I would have been like, all right, I'll, I'll grab something. You know, I'll grab something for, you know, I got family home. You know what I mean? I went in there like a bat out of hell, and I said, I need this, I need this, I need this. Here we go. Give me that. I want a hoodie. Let's do this. Like, I was, it was bad. It was bad. But it was like birthday money. And, yes, I'm a 36-year-old man who got birthday money because I have really good people in my life. So, <laughs> tough. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it was like a birthday gift to myself. Um, in any event, we'll come back after the break, and we'll talk about the upcoming team in the Carolina Panthers and the odds that the Cowboys can move to 3-1 and one after four games of football. We'll be right back. Service Team of Professionals, a.k.a. Stop Restoration of Edison, is a locally owned and operated business that provides professional disaster cleaning and restoration services, including a 24-hour emergency service to homeowners, property managers, real estate investors, and insurance companies alike. Stop Restoration helps people overcome the stress and anxiety of unforeseen circumstances caused by fire, smoke, water, mold, and other unexpected damages. As part of a nationally recognized restoration franchise, Stop Restoration of Edison is backed by the best technical advisors and business consultants in the country. Visit them right now online at www.stop-edison.com. All right, we're back. The voice is is just, it's struggling today, boy. Oh, boy. And I thought I had, I did my daily show. I was fine. And then, like, I talked, obviously, throughout the day with my, you know, my business partner and my intern and all these other, you know, just, just having conversations all day. And I thought, I'll be fine. You know, it's starting to fade. Bad. So, I'm trying to get through this. But the Carolina Panthers coming in, right? Carolina Panthers, the Sam Darnold. Carolina Panthers, the undefeated 3-0 Carolina Panthers. 
They're coming in a little hobbled. And when I say a little hobbled, I mean a lot of hobbled. Okay. Uh, Christian McCaffrey missing time now. Uh, this is a good chance to, to grab this game. The, the Cowboys have to take advantage of the fact. And this is the only reason why. And I, and I did this on blogging the boys on a roundtable last week when they looked at the upcoming schedule. I said the Carolina Panthers pose problems, you know, and this was before McCaffrey getting hurt. Look at the wire, look what the running back target share is in the passing game against the Dallas Cowboys in the first three weeks. Go ahead, take a look at that because you're going to be, you're just going to, your mind's going to blow. Between Eckler doing his thing, right? Miles Sanders did his, he was having his way with the, with the stuff out of the, out of the backfield for a little bit. You know, so that posed, a, you know, a, a little bit of a threat. And I think that when you're looking at a Dallas Cowboy team, the way they've been playing, the way they're swarming around the ball, everything's kind of working out really well for the Dallas Cowboy defense. And now, you you, you know, you have Chuba Hubbard, which, again, I said Chuba Hubbard would have been such a better name, but it's Chuba Hubbard coming in as a starting RB1 for the Carolina Panthers this week. And that's a big hit because you saw that you saw the big hit. They struggled against the Texans last week. They did. They did. So I don't know if the Carolina Panthers are what their record says they are. We're about to find out. This is not, to me, this ain't no trap game. You know what I mean? There's going to be a lot of minds on the following week, of course, because it's it's the almost to the day with the one-year anniversary of Dak's ankle breaking. He's playing the Giants again. You know, so there's a lot of motions running high, but you can't look past the Panthers. You know, to win a game in the NFL is very tough. Very tough. And I think that the Dallas Cowboys have a good chance to do that uh, just doing their same, just just going in, rinse and repeat. Run the ball, splash in the big play, play, uh, big play passing, you know, play decent special teams, which they did. You know, there's been a lot of people talking shit about Bones Fossil and, and, and their, you know, their return game, their coverage game. It's not great, but it isn't as bad as it was against uh, the Los Angeles. It wasn't. It was, a lot, it was actually a lot better. You know, I didn't have to worry about field position. We pinned them deep a couple times within the 10. You know, that's what you got to do. That's the name of the game. That's the job. But um, so I think that, you know, I think the Cowboys have a good shot. I, I do. Um, I don't know. It's not going to be any kind of blowout. That's for sure. I mean, look, we had that blowout. We had the laugher last week, you know, and we have to enjoy that one, embrace that one. Just keep doing the whole victory week thing like I do. And then, you know, get back to business. So in that, you know, in any event, with that being said, Give me the Cowboys this week again to win their third straight game. Um, if you want to score from me, they scored 41 last week, actually 30, 34 uh, offensive points last week against the Philadelphia Eagles team. I think the Panthers defense is a little better. Uh, they did also lose their starting corner. I know they made a trade for C.J. Henderson. I'm not sure if that kid's going to be like caught up to speed. I mean, it is corner. It is one of the tougher positions in the league to play. Um but the Cowboys will score points, um, not as much. Uh, so the Cowboys scored 41 last week. Give me them scoring 27 this week. Give me the Cowboys to win this game 27-17. Give me a 10-point win in which that won't be a laugher by any stretch, and I'm sure there's going to be plays where I'm going nuts. And I also have to keep in mind, right, I made a prediction last week or right before the game, 34-20 Dallas, right? And I have to keep telling myself this because if you make that prediction, that means you think Philadelphia is going to score points, right? So same thing here. I'm predicting that Carolina scores 17 points. That means they'll probably get in the end zone twice. I have to make peace with that. <laughs> I have a problem saying if they scored a one touchdown, I'm like, oh, this freaking game is going the other way. Here we go. What the hell? But Dave, you already predicted that they would score. It's just a matter of when. And, and momentum is a tricky thing. 
You know, momentum is a is a real bitch when it comes to the NFL because once it swings, you know, it, it's very difficult to get it back, especially if you're the Dallas Cowboys. But that's all I got for you this week, guys. Uh, the voice is completely gone. I'm sorry for the day being late. Next week, we're going to have a guest. Uh, maybe I'll bring on Tuck. Uh, or one of the other guys that I've met over time, just you know, to to wrap with the first four games done and in the books for the Dallas Cowboys. But give me the Cowboys this week. Let's keep riding high. And I want to thank you guys for listening, subscribing, um, sharing with your friends. You know, show everybody you know that this kid from Jersey he he might have an idea about the Dallas Cowboys. So thank you very much, and I'll see you guys next week. Let's go Cowboys.